You know what I'm saying? I got my cuz with me right here. Nari, say what's up. What's up? Look, y'all. Look, we about to get into it. Um, I've been talking for a minute. First off, tell everybody what you do for a living. Like, what do you do? Tell me a little I bit about work, yourself. I work for the school district in Baytown. I work in the office um, as a dispatcher. I currently go to school to become a teacher. So that's my life right now, education. Education is important. We lacking that. We lacking that nowadays, man, in terms of politics, in terms of uh, kids trying to grow up, actually have opinions, talk about things. When the last Facts. time you ever heard of a good debate? When the last time you ever heard of Facts. a healthy debate? I don't think we even get those no more. No. You know no. what I'm saying? Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I got a good question. All right. So, uh, just the other, just, just a couple of moments ago, I remember right before we got to the studio, remember we was in that parking lot mm -hmm. and then, uh, there was this female that got out the car <laughs> and she, I don't know why I bring this up, but it's just certain things that I catch like in, in life in public life. It just, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it doesn't escape my mind. This shit is so fresh. Like. She gets out of the car, and she opens up the car door and just slams it, and just slams it into the other car. Like, yeah, yeah. no concern. She, she's, she see us, you know. Mm -hmm. You see, you see people see you, but you see that, and it's like, all right, forget about it. So, I just don't understand how. But let me not, let me not get too, uh, too fast. After that, you got somebody that's walking, trying to break into the same car. What a lady slammed into another car, uh, her, her car door into, you know. Right. So, it's just it's it's a fast city, man. We in Houston, um, you know, but we come from small cities. Me and you, Nari. Uh, but still, all in all, this experience is great, man. I, I'm glad I got you here. We get to talk. We get to chill. Right. We just having conversations. Um, talk about your life, though. Talk about. Pause. Back to the lady. Do you think it's karma? Or no, because like like cosmic karma, like instant karma. It like is karma. People say instant karma because she slammed into the lady car. She got the fuck out. Like fuck this car. Like you know, like like one of them. It wasn't like a like a little like a little tap. It was like boom. She's pop, she popped she's the smiling. lady car. The lady slides up. She didn't even know like her car just got popped a second ago. Then boom, the man tries to kind of like break up in her shit. When she's gone in the store. So is it instant karma? You think it it's is. instant karma? You know what? I believe in karma. I think it's instant karma. I believe in karma. I got a cat named karma. Boy, fuck I, that cat. I <laughs> <laughs> not like that cat. I believe in karma, man. I think life is uh, about what you put into it is what you get back. I really believe Thanks. that. That's you know, true. I also believe it's a small world. We live That's in true. this big world full of billions of people, millions of people. But and somehow, some way or another, we, we find ourselves... Always saying it's a small world. Right. Ain't that crazy? Because people are connected. You know? It'd be crazy. You don't know people whose cousins, friends with somebody, that's their cousin, their uncle, their auntie, it's or even just like a relative or even a coworker. Like, people cross paths, like, all the time. And you don't even realize it. Like, you'll be in cross paths with somebody and you meet somebody else. be like, oh, that's your friend, that's your cousin? Like, mm -hmm. it's crazy. It's like that all the time. And then you never know. Because when I was younger, people would be like, it's not all the time about what you know. It's about who you know. And it's, you know, to a certain extent, you need to have knowledge in your head so you can use the tools that you have to make it work. But also, you got to learn how to network and make your connections as well. So that saying is very much true. Because when you're younger, you're thinking like, I mean, what other people got to do with me? Because I'm going to learn, you know, regardless. But it is true because you need to know, you know, you need to know people. You need to know how to network, how to navigate, how to make certain connections. And it, everything mm -hmm. doesn't have to be, like, on a deep level. It could just be on a surface level. But when you live in your life, like, throughout every day and you're you're being a pleasant person or not even pleasant, you're being genuinely mm -hmm. yourself and you're not going around, you know, imposing yourself on people with negativity, I believe that it, it's good when you do that. Because you might meet somebody last week that you don't even know what type of job they got, what type of connection they could give you or access they give you the next week. Boom, their cousin is the manager at the job you've been wanting. But or, see, like, so you gotta live right. So that bring me to my uh, to my next little point. Look, why do people hate on success? Because you know what I'm it. saying. Like, but I'm saying, like, why do people hate? Why do people hate on success? Like successful people, and I'm talking about what kind of always, people are you saying? Other successful people, or like 
under successful people. I'm talking about the people that you always that's that's around you that you that know you. Mm-hmm. It's always the people that know you because it don't matter the the type of success. It's just you, any type. You know why? That's why I like it can even be like your with like it can be rappers. your family. It can be your friends. Right. Even with, like, the rappers, like, Young Dolph, like, how, and, like, most rappers, they usually tend to die in their city. Like, it's, if people joke about it, or even most famous people who live a particular type of lifestyle or anything, they may die in a city or have something due to their death or something, which is with someone closely related to them, a friend or someone they thought was close to them or a family member. Because you don't expect for people who are close to you to feel the ways that, you know, they feel towards you. They could be envious. They could be... They can't even all the time be envious that you are mad with you. Sometimes they be mad with themselves. They be mad because self self inflicting. They 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 don't know why they didn't get the opportunity or but they didn't put the work in or they don't know why God didn't give it to them. To them, but most of the times people think that what you got is what they supposed, supposed to have, but it's not what they what they supposed to have. It's that's, what that's you so supposed stupid. to have. And I think people be jealous of success because in those cases, especially the people that's close to you, because. You know they want it, and it's not like because oh I just want everything. But see, you that's want. the thing though. Okay, you okay? I know people who who more successful than me, but I don't go around hating on people. But everybody not like that. Some people feel like they got it. Why don't I have it? Some in it you could they can have more money than you. They can have more assets than you, more opportunities than you. People will literally be jealous of your vibe, just your like your aura, you look, just the the how you, walk, you are, the way the you way carry you yourself, the way people care yeah. about you. It don't matter really monetarily. Like but of see, course the, that's the the general, but people nah, people are nah, strange. That makes sense. And then a lot of strange. times people be wondering, you know, how can I say like? A lot of times people wonder like. Like they, they don't, and then it's not even that they wonder why it's not them. They don't want you to be doing better than them. So even they if they doing, like even if they doing better than you, like you said, even yeah. if they doing better than you, let's say they up here, right? You kind of like me. All right, they see you coming up. They kind of like, no, get your ass back down. Like what you doing coming mm-hmm. up here? Like, why are you climbing? Like why are you getting close to me? And they feel intimidated. It's it's a lot of different ways. People who are higher, if they act do that way, do you think that has anything to do? Do you think that? Dysfunction has anything to do with com- competition because we're all competitive creatures, yeah, ain't yeah. we? Yeah, we are in a in a in a in an animal kingdom. But just because we competing, I mean, okay, just because we competing, it still doesn't justify that you that you gonna treat somebody, you know what I'm saying, some type of way. No, that don't justify it at all. But if we're being honest, like if we're gonna be candid, we are animals. Like not like not like we dogs and no shit like that. But, but we're, social. We're humans. Yeah, we're humans, and we are a part of a bigger picture, which is life. We're part of life. Animals play a role. Even the goddamn plants play a role. So everybody plays a role. And then when you come into a smaller, when you're looking on a smaller scale, outside of that circle of life, boom, 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 okay, then you have humans and how humans interact. Humans are naturally competitive, and then you can break that off into different ways. Men are competitive in different types of ways. Women are crazy competitive in all types of other different ways. Mm -hmm. But humans... And nature are competitive. But that's also a way that you choose to think because there's some people who choose to believe that humans are inevitably good. Mm-hmm. So that's their outlook. And there's also some people who choose to believe humans are inevitably bad. You and know what's crazy? Some people who believe that you don't go either way. It just depends on what happens. See, that's me. That Maybe that's I'm see. complicated like that because I think that there there's no, there's no, there shouldn't be no good or like bad. It should just be... It should just be treating somebody genuine. Maybe right. that is good, no, but but at the end of the day, if you the way we if you keep it real, then you got to think about how we you can respect them. that, can't you? We are from a smaller city from the south, and I even think about this myself. Even though I'm not frequently traveling up north, not frequently traveling traveling you know east or south of the map, but you do have to think of the way people are raised and in, in the opportunities. And I'm not saying that when people fuck you over, think about well, damn. What's wrong with them? Because sometimes it's like, no, nah, you fucking me over. You're just a fucked up individual. Like, that's just what it is. But humans are competitive. And I think that's something that, I don't know. I think like it's, it's necessary, like a, though. It's necessary we, we to, to a certain extent. I think to, healthy to, competition. To, to I improve, think it's good to develop no? healthy competition. Mm-hmm. You're completely right about that. Like, my philosophy studies, what it is good for art, like art, even like anything, you don't want to get complacent in anything. So that's in life in general. Mm-hmm. So if you get complacent with, I'll just reference the art. 
there's artists they're making this good art everyone's making this one contemporary style of art the art as well the art as well okay boom someone else comes out with something new mm-hmm. that's making a new lane for competition so when you're making that new lane for competition that puts the fire underneath somebody else has to say i need to pick my shit let me pick my brush up and figure out what the <laughs> fuck i need to do to make my shit better mm-hmm. so it's good to have healthy competition mm-hmm. Co- competition isn't bad right, it's actually right. a, good thing, a good thing especially if you don't have the initiative to get off your ass otherwise which some humans don't so competition is a good thing so so what you saying right you saying that that competition is 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 good long as you're yeah you're doing it in a way that's not full of hate see me i'm a music enthusiast so Mm -hmm. i love rap so i love to see somebody get on the track and go back and forth and i just ate you on the track or whatever but i don't like well i'm not gonna lie i kind of do like to see sometimes but i don't Mm -hmm. like to see the dumbness like we caddy we doing this we doing that like, come on, like, just healthy competition is good because it helps so, you to push So a rap more. battle, that's healthy competition, like a rap battle. If it ain't stupid. Like, if it ain't, like, stupid beef. Like, yeah. Okay. But, like, it's healthy competition whenever it's rooted in, when it's rooted in, like, um, like all right, shit, my bar is the hottest. I got the hottest 16. Come on, girl, what you got? Like, and you make it, that's like, okay, and you making them push themselves more. Like, okay, come on, that's that's the bars you got? All right, come on, finna come on with some more. What else you got? Like, that's okay. healthy competition because yeah, yeah, you're yeah, helping yeah. the other party and even yourself to push harder. It makes sense. That's why whenever people do compete, like, let's think the Olympics. If I'm in the Olympics and I'm running a race, which I would never be doing, and I'm <laughs> Man, running a race, <laughs> and you come bring me your homegirl from down the street that ain't ran in 10, 15 years and tell her to race against me, I'm offended mm-hmm. because I want to compete with the best of the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So competition helps you to strive to do better. Okay. So I, I don't want to compete with if if me if me and the bitch they got twenty million dollars and we on the same role and she want to fight with me and okay well bitch I think <laughs> you know so it's good I'm, it's I'm good for the mind too right. man it's good for the mind you supposed to be able to I mean you know me I, I'm a martial arts enthusiast right so I love being able to compete you know right. not even if it's on a high level but just in a way that that keeps you in shape that keeps right. you healthy that keeps your mind healthy. Um, it doesn't have to be martial arts, but but that's my alleyway. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got their own avenue. Long as you can find something, right. something to do, because just like you said, you're supposed to get up off your ass and do something. Right. I don't think we're designed to be couch potatoes and like right. like. And it don't even. Well, I know you big on the fitness, but it don't mm-hmm. really have to be fitness. Like whatever gets you to get. And it's kind of cliche what I'm gonna say. Whatever gets you to get up in the morning, or not even the morning, whatever time that you get up, whatever gets you to get up and makes you say, "Damn." You know, I like this. I'm going to go hard for this one. And it'll take time. Everybody don't find that initially. A lot of people don't know what they want to do. Even if you have a career, you still have room for a hobby or I guess you would say like a pastime or something how that you're you passionate have time? about. How do you, I mean, let's keep it real. How do you have time? You go to school now. You 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 balance school, kids. You got two kids. Mm-hmm. You, got two, you got a beautiful daughter. You got a son. And you also in a relationship. So how do you balance school, work? Kids, personal time, relationships, how you balance? Well, to be honest, I'm not about to sit up here and lie. Of course, there's times in your life where you got to focus. You got to focus on one thing. Like, um, I'll give for example, I graduated in December with my associates um, in teaching. And at that point, I had to buckle down and only focus on particular things. So I didn't have time to worry about hobbies and this and that and that. Oh, excuse me. And this and that and the third. Okay, because. I'm tunnel vision. This is what I need to do for the next two or three months to make sure to ensure that I bear the fruit. You know, mm-hmm. I, I get what I deserve out of this, right? So I can get this this degree. So yeah, there's times when it's like that, but there's also times where you have to be honest with yourself and you have to say, well, hey, I've given my all to this. I've made sure everything is okay with my children. My household is okay. I'm 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 okay in my work life. Everything is in order. So mm-hmm. you have to pour into yourself. You can't just continue to give out, give out, give out. But you keep giving out. You ain't going to have shit else to give. Your cup yeah. going to be gone. So you got to pour into yourself. So I take my time to do things that I like to do for myself. Sometimes I can't. But I take my, even if it's just a simple, I like, I, I love music. Mm-hmm. I love journaling. That's like, I love that. Like, even if it's just simply watching something I really like. I agree with you. But look, it's like, I know other people in, in my life who will, take, who will say the exact opposite. They feel as though you got to give to other people. Yo, yo, you have to give so hard to other people. That that should be a priority, and I think that's I think that's ass backwards. I you think should you supposed extent. to exactly it's 
you put on this earth to help others. That's a fact. But how can you do that unless you work on yourself? Right. Yeah, well, that's exactly what and I'm that's, saying. And, and, that's, that's and I feel the yeah. same way like when you say about the children. I can't be the best mommy I can be unless mommy is being good to herself. If if mommy is going around here acting crazy, my head's gone, I'm talking mommy mode. Mm-hmm. Talking mommy, but if I'm going around here acting crazy, my head's all going on on the swivel or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, how can I possibly be good to them if, I, if I'm not being good to myself? And that's just an analogy. You can't be good to anything. You you won't get the best out of anything, for the most part. It may be good. It might be okay. But it's it might be even great, but it won't be the best. And if it is the best, it won't be consistent because you're not pouring into yourself enough to continue to be consistently best or great. Okay. So, okay. I, I think, and, and it's like, of course, we live everyday lives. You know, you work nine to fives or whatever you do, you hustle, you you entrepreneur. Whatever it is that you're doing, you got it, so you tunnel vision with that. But you got to also remember to take time for yourself. If it's going to go take yourself out for lunch one time a week or go get your net, like that's your personal that's time. Important. Yeah, yeah that's like important. You, you need that. Whatever helps you to, you know, release whatever stress. But I'm going to tell you so what, you like to help. work out. Oh yeah, I like so that. I mean, yeah. but for some for some people, that's their leisure. Like that's their right, passionate right, right. time. Because my coworker, she loves to work out. Girl, legs big as shit. <laughs> See, but with that being said, I, I don't want to overdo it though. I don't want to look like, you know, what I'm saying like a bodybuilder. I don't think I don't think nobody's supposed to go that hard unless that's like your that con- man, unless you're competing. Dancing. Yeah, yeah. Yo, he look crazy as shit. I don't know his <laughs> name, but he he uh like millions of people be viewing this dude. He be jigging, but. I can't even look at He's him. He's so muscular, you wouldn't expect him to dance like that. Man, his body parts be like gyrating. I'm like, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even. Uh, I saw we was watching. Uh, what was it with Bobby Smurder? Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. I I can't dance like that. I like to dance, but some people think that that's that is kind of like borderline. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like feminine. Just, a uh, little bit, but yeah. but me personally, I mean, that's just him. That's his style. Yeah. I, I can't do it. No. I can't hate, but uh, let me tell you this: um, being fake breeds hate. What the fuck? Where you? Get, how the fuck you get there? Being <laughs> fake breeds hate, and I've been thinking about this all day. Like being fake breeds hate or breeds mm-hmm. hate? Shit, both. Uh, being fake breeds hate. Hmm, that's interesting. That makes sense it because sense. think about it. Even if even if you, no matter what walk of life you go through. Unless it's not even unless, but you be real with somebody, even if they don't agree with you. Right. See what I'm saying? Even if they don't agree with you, they can always respect you. Right. That's why I like. That's why I like the fight game because when you when you're boxing or, or competing in martial arts, it's a pure sport. Mm-hmm. So there's no faking. Yeah, you you have to deny. be yourself. You, you have to be yourself, and you have to your personality comes out. You know what I'm saying? There's nowhere to hide. Is you. It's all you. And if you if you can apply that same art, you know what I'm saying, that same mindset to everyday life, and you treat people how you want to be treated and you treat yourself how you deserve to be treated, I think that's supposed to carry on to like a, a, a better mindset. Right. Mental health. Right. You, you did? I think that, but um, I mean, I think that that's like a good tool anyway. Because, like, I think, like, for sure with martial arts, like, even I was going to maybe get my son involved, I thought about it, and I Googled it, I looked into it, and, of course, I watched The Karate Kid, like, so, yeah, like, so, but, of course, um, you know, I saw some of the benefits. The benefits of martial arts and those things are discipline. It is mental discipline. It helps children, even they would recommend it for ADHD children, children with those types of things, because it helps for them to focus. It helps for you to, you know, get disciplined. So... And I think that that's just, of course, it's on special lane, but even boxing is, you know, even like outside of martial arts, boxing is like really good for that too as well. So I never knew boxing, but I, I uh, growing up, but I only I ran into that maybe like uh, my senior year in college. I mean, my senior year in high school. I think that's when I first started to understand boxing. Funny story though, in high school, uh, you know, again, I've never been in the boxing gloves before. Damn my life. But we fresh out of football practice. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking shit. You know, everybody's macho, macho. So somebody come up with the idea to, hey, let's 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 see who's tough. Let's see who can really throw hands. Somebody brought boxing gloves and, and we just started picking people to fight each other. Mm-hmm. 
right? So somebody called me out, this dude name. I'm leaving I'm gonna leave him alone, but this dude called me out and uh like again, I never knew what boxing was, boxing gloves or none of that. So I get in the gloves and it just felt so empowering because yeah. my mind clicked. Mm-hmm. My mind just clicked on, I was turned on. So I'm fighting this dude. I'm blocking, I'm blocking his punches, getting out the way, like avoiding danger, mm-hmm. avoiding real danger. So he put his hands down and it I, that's when I took my shot. I took oh, my yeah. shot as soon as he put his hands down. Everybody was, ooh, ooh, <laughs> you know. I felt some type. I felt good. I felt some type of way, but it, but it, but it, more importantly, it felt empowering because I say this. I say this to all those who get bullied out there, man. And maybe you can apply a piece of, of what I'm saying to this, like to your situation. Just understand this: when you develop, when you when you learn martial arts, it's just like you said. It's a discipline, but it's also a humbling experience. True. When you when you get your your ass beat, you know what I'm saying, by somebody that's way better than you, True. you know, it takes courage. And I think... It takes I a lot of courage, so you get that, better. Though, you get better. It's I think, because you like fitness, even though I know that your most that you like is boxing and martial arts, I think you overall is like just a pretty fit guy. You enjoy, you enjoy activity. So I feel like, in a way, it's like in, on different levels mentally because people kind of overlook the fact, even though they're brute sports boxing and martial arts it does take a lot of mental strength to do those things more mental than physical yes it definitely is so a lot of people don't um understand about those sports but also even with other sports um i think that it helps you to be humble like you're saying that way because i i never did none of that boxing the boxing i was doing was fighting the the hoes in the streets okay Mm -hmm. i didn't have and i'm I'm not and i'm not promoting for anybody to go out there and learn martial arts so they can beat up that's you're you're missing the point the point is to is to learn about yourself right everybody has a skill set everybody has a certain style you know you punch differently than the way i uh, might punch you yeah. know you remember when it was like little uh-huh. and like you remember like okay so y'all kids didn't i like me when i was little he was so mean to me i wasn't that mean he was so mean to me y'all i had to like break into your room you didn't want to play with none of your shit you'd be like get out get Mm -hmm. her ass out of here i don't want this little girl in my room like i don't even know how we friends now because he was so mean to me and we only five years apart he just like i don't want her we was kids back then i know but you didn't like me kingsley it was was like this little girl (laughs) she always bothered me but i was we were intentionally being annoying to you so it was fun but when it was like little, I um, like I just went up to you one day. I don't know what the hell I had going on, but I just went up to you one day. I had to been like ten or so or at twelve. I don't know something like that, and I just punched you straight in the chest. Oh, I, oh yeah, yeah. Many a times you didn't did that, man. Oh man, don't. Say I blame like that. that on your daddy, but, but <laughs> we won't get into that. But know this: I uh, we were kids, and you know what? Even though, even though we were kids, even still, man, I, I should have been working on. I should have been working on my stuff, man. I should have been working man. on patience because I had to suffer that same fate with my older brother. I always wanted to be around my older brother and and follow him and shadow him and and just be him. Mm-hmm. But but you know, as a it's 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 weird that way. I think it's like that in all families, in my opinion. Like yeah, I, I think, think like older the older kids. I don't. I think that it's easier for you to develop a relationship when you get older because you're able to see things from a different viewpoint. You know, like at this point, we're both adults or even like in other people's situations, you're adults. And so you're able to see things differently and you're able to relate on different ways. And then when you're kind of going through that teenage stuff, you just don't want to be bothered at some point. Like, I don't care what people say. I mean, of course, there's exceptions. People, they've been super close. But when you're a teenager at some point and you have, like, a little brat, little cousin or a little brat, little sister coming around you, sometimes you're like, girl, you can't go. You're mm-hmm. not you're not coming mm-hmm. to the party. You're not following me today. Teenagers can be mean. Uh, mean as hell. But, I mean, that's what it is, though. That's Because, first of all, you're going through a whole lot of emotions. Then you like, half teenager, half adult because you're expected to do – you know, teenager duties, and then you're mm-hmm. also expected to be responsible enough to be going into adulthood. So it's a very confusing time. At what age did you get your first job? Oh, shit. I wanted to get my first job. Well, technically, I got my first job at 16 because I worked the summer program for the daycare children. Oh, yeah? I Well, not daycare. Well, for the city. I wanted to work before then. Like, as soon as I turned 15, I wanted to get a job. Like, I vividly remember. Mm-hmm. I told my mom, I was like, hey... When I turn 15 or, you know, can I go get a job? Would you sign up? She's like, yeah, all right, cool. But my daddy, 
did not want me to get a job. He was like, <laughs> you don't need a job. Your job is school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, it's giving sexes. But, I mean, at the same time, at that I wouldn't, time. I wouldn't at, say it's sexist, No, man. I'm, I'm not going to uh, say it like that. That's extreme. But at that time, when I was younger, and mm-hmm. that's that's what I had my mindset on doing. And all my friends are working around me. Mm-hmm. They have jobs. That's and so that's saying. Yeah, that's what I want because I want to get that, that independence, that freedom in that way. But from a parental standpoint now, I can see why you would tell your child, mm-hmm. sit your ass down. It's not time Focus for you to work books. yet. But not even that. It's not time for you to work yet. You're going to have time to fucking work. You're probably going to work 70 to 80% of your life. So mm-hmm. sit the hell down and, you know, just enjoy being a child. That really? So, I mean, I, I get it now. I didn't get it then. So you believe life is short? Life, life, life is, is whatever the hell you make it. Life would be long as hell if you yeah. live in a hard, long-ass life. Mm-hmm. Life would be short. It could be long. It depends on how you live in your life. Because you're going to feel however you feel. Like when you having a, long, a fucked up day at work and it's, it seemed like, oh, this is never going to turn to 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's because you're having a miserable day. Oh. You're having a miserable outlook. You can apply that same thing in life. If you're having a miserable time on this damn earth, you waiting when the fuck your time is up, of course it's going to seem long as fuck. If you just live your life and go on about your business, do what you got to do till it's time for you to punch your clock, okay, the day over. Right, man. But see, that's what... I don't know. I think that we need to go through that. I think life yeah. is about going through that. You definitely got to go think? through some. If you don't go through anything, you gotta go then you're going to be ignorant. And, of course, for me personally, I used to be ignorant to a lot of stuff. But and that's it, it's a good thing in some ways because you're so ignorant. that, And it's, it's definitely true. That, like, if, ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. So you're ignorant to a lot of things. And so you just going around like, hey, like, you know, like a little kid frolicking through a forest. Like, okay, I'm here. You know, nothing's <laughs> happening. It's bears and lions and shit all around you. But you don't see shit because mm-hmm. you ignorant. Like, mm-hmm. you not even viewing what's going on. But once you realize, okay, hold on. That branch, it's not a branch. It's probably a snake. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a bear behind me and shit. You kind of start to looking around like, okay, you know, but... It's you know. dangerous. I think what you so you saying maybe you saying like life is dangerous. No. Life is dangerous. I mean, yeah, to a certain extent. But life is life is. Uh, it's like shit. Shit. It's, every, it's a lot. It's a lot. That's in. That's like shit is gonna life. happen. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of shit. Like what I'm saying is, when I used to be ignorant to shit, of course it was an easier time because like it's blissful and it's to a particular degree. But mm-hmm. once you open up your eyes, you be like, okay, well look, it's shit people gonna do, and you realize like it's not just. Ice cream and sprinkles and shit. Like life is not just that. Like I'm when you're coming into adulthood and you thinking, oh shit, I'm finally adult. Teenagers want to be adults. Life, so when you, life ain't Disneyland. Right. So when you bust up into adulthood, you thinking, oh shit, I can do whatever I want to do. I can go party. I can go do whatever. Because you just thinking. And not to get me wrong, the world is still your oyster. You can make this shit to be whatever you want it to be. Sure. But you also have to be logical as well. Right. You have to be logical in the sense of knowing what's around you, knowing your surroundings, learning how to navigate mm-hmm. to to get the best to get the best that you can get out of the shit. Right. So right. I had to become, I know this is not a word, unignorant to, you know, hey, I can't just move like this. I need to move in the best way for me. And you, for me, once you start seeing how people actually do, because mm-hmm. I'm a person that. I would initially, which I still do for the most part, take people for what they are. And until they do something, then I don't see anything, you know, wrong with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Unless until I see them actually do something that's wrong. Even if someone had told me before, which I still to the most part I'm like that. But I also have picked up on you know, shady behavior, shysty mm-hmm. moving. So I'm not to the point where I was in my younger days. Okay, well, they did that, but no. Nah. They did that, but no. Nah. It's certain things that you know going into life that if a person exudes this particular type of behavior, they got to go. because that's And it's not even like it's just like horrible, like a murder or something. It's like, it's just like you know that doesn't work for you mm-hmm. in your lifestyle. You know that doesn't work for you in your personality. So if a person is showing you that type of behavior and you know that that doesn't mesh well with what you got going on and they could – Fuck you up and have you in See, something. See, but people don't know that though. A lot of people go. don't know that you have to let certain people go. It's hard. Some it's people, definitely hard. Right, right. Sometimes it can it can be hard, but I honestly I think it's an illusion sometimes because why am I telling you that you have to let somebody go in the first place? Because mentally it's hard to let someone go. If you aren't ready to let the person go, it doesn't matter 
what the fuck they doing? They could slap you in your damn face and you could still want to be with them or like be their friend or whatever because mentally if you're not ready to let the person go, it's it's I mean it's nothing no no one can tell you to let them go. That's just it's just like a it's a codependency. Some mm-hmm. people get codependent on people and in a lot of ways it doesn't have to be a relationship. You could be codependent on a coworker. You'd be codependent on, you know, a, a, a girlfriend, a guy friend, you know. You could get codependent on a lot of things. So a lot of times it's just like a drug addict. Mm-hmm. Like a drug addict, they get codependent on drugs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they'll tell you, you can't help that person until they want to get help for themselves. The same thing to me applies to a person. No one can tell you, well, look what they keep doing to you. They keep on hurting your feelings. You keep on telling me this about the person, but you're still, you know, around them. You're still engaging with them. You know, they have to break themselves of that, and it's it's a mental thing. Now, sometimes you can just cut a motherfucker off, and that's, I like that one. But it's not, that's not reality, though. Some people. It is. It well, is. some people you it build is. bonds with. And yep. it is hard to let them go to a certain extent. But if you want the growth and you want them to not be hindering your lifestyle in, in any way, then you got to let them go. If that's what you choose, but, but you But that's want. why I focus so hard on being genuine. Right. You know, don't get me wrong. Nobody's perfect. Some days you just want to be left alone. But that's true. But, at the, but, but for the most part, you're supposed to, even on a, like if I had a bad day. Right. And I walk in and then you say, hey, Kingsley. And then I look at you and I go. That's 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 hateful. That's right. hateful. You it know. I, now, granted, I might be going through something, but there's ways to communicate right. that to you. But then you also, that's wrong. But also, when you have a friendship or whatever with a person, and you know the person, so you, if you did that to me, kids, I'd tell you, okay, well, what the hell wrong with you? Why is you looking at people like that all up and down, right? Mm-hmm. And now, if I see that you obviously visibly upset. Okay, I'm gonna leave you the hell alone for a minute, and then if you, when you decide to come on and talk about it, okay, cool. But it's also that it can't just be that some because we're human. Shit like that happens. Like you might have a fucked up day, you might get off. You don't want to deal with nobody. You want to decompress. Mm-hmm. You know, the cat comes trying to get. But but it's my response. But I'm saying it's my responsibility as a as a human being to right, communicate right, right. that to you. It is your responsibility to do that. How can you read? How can you read my mind? That's true. You it's can. your responsibility to convey that. It's, but it's not nobody else's responsibility, but I feel like when you have connections with people and you mm-hmm. know them to a certain extent, it's not their responsibility. It's respect, ain't it? It's respect. Right. Yeah. It's not their responsibility to know that like you having a fucked up day, mm-hmm. but it's, it's like yeah. if you're connected with It'd somebody nice. and you see, oh, damn, they having a fucked up day, maybe give them a space for a second. Only just out of the out of the space of, okay, we've all had fucked up days. We've all been to a certain point. We all have ugly ways. Like Will, nobody and, like is Will like, and Jada? You <laughs> Uh, That's emotion. Oh wow, Jada is dark and will. Uh, I don't he know. Don't deserve that. Oh yeah, I love Will Smith. Man, look, all I know is I saw what I saw, and uh, you know, it's easy to 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 say that uh, Will was the bigger guy, and he and he shouldn't have hit Chris, but at the same time, it's no excuse. I'm, I'm gonna just I'm say that it's, it's no excuse. Lie to you. I have very biased vision. I don't even like Chris Rock sideways talking ass. For I, real. I don't like him. What's wrong with Chris Rock? What's wrong with everybody hates Chris? Oh, I don't like him like that. I like Will. Well, Will, <laughs> they both, they both. they But they both respected legends in their own right. Yeah, I will say that. For but sure. I like Will. I'm, I'm sorry. I just think that when you're living in that lifestyle, when you're living around a bunch of yes men all yes. your life, and and maybe they even treat you like a god, and, and maybe you don't notice it, but that's what they do. They treat you like, right. like this person who is incapable of error, infallible. I so, think with Will Smith, he has such a, he got a his cookie ego. cutter. But he has such a cookie cutter image in the sense of when have you really heard of Will being in? He, Will is not in scandal. Like his his whole celebrity life, he's not been portrayed in in a scandalous light, right? You have socialites, you have infamous people, and you have people who are certified superstars. Will Smith is a certified superstar, which is Chris Rock is as well. But I feel to me personally, this is why I say this as a wife. That's why I say JD is a dog ass bitch. As a wife, but, you're already But public. you don't know Jada like that? I'm saying from my perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't know that about Hey Lady. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying from my perspective, from <laughs> what she's showing me. Yeah. So what I have gathered from her and her bald head <laughs> is that she sat up there and she had that affair with that um with that man, with, that, with August Alcina. Mm-hmm. To me, I feel like that was already raunchy because of the simple fact that August Alcina... 
was one of her friend her son's friends. Now, mm-hmm. regardless of his actual age, if I'm introduced to one of my son's friends, adolescent friends mm-hmm. at my age, you know, or younger friends at my age, and I'm supposed to be helping him out through a hard mental time, right? Why is that turned into my cat in his mouth? Now, that's okay. that, to me, okay. I feel because if yeah. that was a man, they would say that the man preyed on August Alcina. If that was a man. So, to me, I feel like Jada preyed on that boy. If his mental state was really that bad that he was coming to seek help, how did your cat end up in that man's mouth? That don't make sense. So, to me, she put their relationship through that. Mm-hmm. She put their relationship through that, had the whole public knowing about Will, because you couldn't keep song. your affair in yeah. order. And then, you know, she has interviews where she says things like she never really wanted to marry Will. She never really wanted... To me, if that's your actual genuine feelings, I'm not telling her to suppress that. But knowing that you and your husband are both in the limelight, that's not very good to put that out there. Coupled along with you having an affair and not a man slapping the people at the Oscars, that don't make sense. And that's and that's all it is, man. I'm just I'm just feel like what he did is no excuse as a man. But at no. the end of the day, you can tell it came from a, a, a yeah. toxic place. I think it was coming from tell. a place of I think, like I said. Will is a certified superstar, and he has not had particular salacious things brought out. Like to, the, of course, there's rumors about every celebrity, but right. he hasn't had things out to the point where people are like, you know, like bad things. Mostly, when things about Will Smith are generally positive, right? So, mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. most part, for the most part. So, when they have, you know, him and his wife and his family, Jada and Will and their family has been a picture of black perfection for a while. Since about the 2000s, since they got married. Not saying that, you know, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those things. One of those things, you know. But they're a celebrity couple. Yeah, like, even like, but you know, like, even like, like, black people. Like, they like, like, you know, or even not even black people. Just like, one of those celebrity couples that people would aspire to. I guess you would say, like, relationship goals. Like, quote, unquote, today's terms, relationship goals, right? Mm-hmm. And they've had deals together as a family, commercials together as a family. They've done, they're, they're that, that martyr. See, but, but let me, and I, and I hate to cut you off, but that's, that's my problem right there. You, they got people, I'm not talking about you, mm-hmm. but they got people in this world that focus so hard on what they think they want. They get caught up in their own ideologies about, ooh, I want the, I want the white picket fence. I want, I want a baby. I want, I want to be married. I want to, I want to live in a castle. But, well, you, but then you forget about the person that you're actually with. Right. You know, you, you, you putting all these pictures into place. And that's cool and all, but then you forget about what it really takes to to deal with another person. Well, to me personally, a lot of people do do that. And that's why I'm saying I feel like his stuff from when he slapped that man came from a place of I don't think he was used to the public scrutiny as it pertains to to his marriage Mm -hmm. and how it pertains to... You know, his, how people outlook him. And then when Chris went on ahead and said his joke, and to me, I've seen a few things that it the may joke be. joke wasn't that bad. No, I think it may have been a prior issue with him and Jada as well because I know Jada had wanted to boycott the Oscars at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Nobody watched the Oscars anyway. I don't give a damn about none of them you know, award shows if I'm you. being honest. But to me, yeah. I feel like him getting, I don't give a fuck about the award show. I, I don't care about it. But a black man getting an accolade like that whenever they don't want you to have it, yeah, I do care about that because they make it so hard. Yes, that's for, true. Like, they make that's it true. hard for black for It's sure, no fucking sure. reason why Angela Bassett shouldn't have a Grammy or an Oscar or whatever the hell, whichever that is that she needs. I know she doesn't have one of them. I get confused. Really? But, right. yeah, and she's a damn good actress. No, no, and she's sure. been in all types of things. There's no reason she shouldn't have one. It's no reason that Will Smith at this point in his career should be just now getting an Oscar. It's no reason. He's done plenty of things. Oh, shit. I like one. I think it was, uh, I don't know. I think it was Pursuit of Happiness? No. Malcolm X? It was one of those biopics he portrayed. I'm not um, sure if it was Malcolm X or something. It was one of, one of those ones he did really well. Like, mm. I, I remember watching it, but it's been a while. So, what I'm saying is, he's a very good actor. So, it's no reason for him to just now in his career be getting an Oscar. In the movie, I'm going to be real. The Serena Williams people, it wasn't that hot. So I don't see why that's the one, but, you know, (laughs) I'm happy he got it. Mm -hmm. But to me, in the overall scale, outside of my bald head, Jada Bias, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's wrong that he went and slapped Chris. I think if you wanted to slap him, slap him off of national TV. Mm -hmm. Slap Mm -hmm. him in the backstage area or something. 
Don't slap him all on TV. Because if he would have, if he would have slapped back, then it would have, it would have turned into, you right. know, what I'm saying. It and then been too also, much. a lot of people don't even much. know. This year was the first year that I think um, um, a black man had like hosted, like produced it or so. I think his name is Will Packer. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so he he produced it. So I feel like that's a bad overshadow on him. Whenever now we have some black people behind the scenes, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's just bad for overall. Well, listen to what I'll be listening to what Michael J. White be talking about on um, whenever he's on that podcast with Vlad TV, and he's always talking about how there's, you know, what I'm saying a lot of there's a there's a lot that goes on in Hollywood that keeps people like him from from really to being able to really elevate mm-hmm. and you don't get to see a lot of black actors uh you know what I'm saying in their own rights blow mm-hmm. up the way that they deserve to right that's you know what true I'm I think you say that for even all professions uh, across all boards it's very hard if you don't have a particular type of look or if you don't have this or that mm-hmm. you know it's very much a lot of gatekeepers because I find it very weird that a lot of people in Hollywood you got to be you're they're all connected in some way. Like even Sweetie Gabrielle Union is her cousin or some shit. Like the rapper, um everybody the singer her. Her dad is like famous in the industry as well. A lot yeah. of people have prior connections that if you're not of that generation and wasn't there, you wouldn't even know. They have prior connections. They have uncles and aunties and cousins and you know, famous football player cousins and aunties. Mm-hmm. It's it's it's, it's very odd. Well, well because it's a again, the same thing. Okay, hey, I've been playing football for twenty years. Remember, you was at my party at the Hamptons. Can you listen to my little cousin's mixtape? I don't know. Do you, you know. do you think that's why people get together like that? Like you see so many, because it can't be a coincidence. You see so many celebrities get together with other celebrities, like Kim Kardashian, that other guy. I do. Kim believe, Kardashian, I think and Kanye. It has. I don't even. It's never. It's like never like Kim Kardashian and Bob. Like I don't. You, because Kim Kardashian is going to make sure she got a man with a chick. That's why she... I don't I don't think it's like... I think that they no, can't find... No, I'm just taking a dig at her. No, nah, no, nah, but check it out. I think I think that uh, on some real on some real stuff, I think that celebrities, they want to be like us. We want to be like celebrities, but celebrities want to be like us. Because, uh, but look, hear me out. Extent. Hear me out, because think about it. You live your whole life. It's like what I said earlier. You live your whole life being surrounded by yes men. All you want is somebody to be genuine. Yeah, and that's all you yeah. want is for somebody to just be like, you know what? I don't think that's a good idea. Right. I, this is what I think. That's, that's true. Sometimes that's true you crave that. You see, but you're used to that. It depends on which how you got to. Everybody is not surrounded by yes men. It may seem that way, but it depends on what. Just like I said in regular life, whether you're a celebrity or not, whatever type of environment you set up for yourself, and whatever type of stuff fruits that you you know you sow, that's what you're gonna get. If you, you know, if, what it come with. If, if you like, okay, I'll put the example like this. Beyonce and Jay-Z have the same friends. If you listen to their albums, Jay-Z's with Tata, whatever, the people that he's, the same people. And, of course, there'll be people outside of your, I mean, that's why, even in regular life, there's people outside of you where, like, I have my immediate circle of friends or family that I speak to about particular issues or things that I might be thinking of or want to inquire on or embark on. So I ask for their genuine opinion if I'm, you know, trying to solicit advice, so I'm asking for them for their genuine opinion because I know they would give it to me. However, if I go ask my coworker that I don't barely tell her nothing half the time and she just say, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, Nari, of course, because we don't have a rapport in that way. So if you don't surround, if you're surrounding yourself by your PR agent, your manager, they're not thinking about what's in the best interest for you. They're thinking about what's in the best interest of their pockets. So of course it's going to be yes, man, to that extent. Mm-hmm. But I don't, mm-hmm. I get what Good you're saying. I, the analogy is definitely true because that they do crave that. They crave genuine people, but you have to facilitate but a certain environment too, as well. Not yeah. just. So, you know, but you know. I think that's why they, they like you said, I do believe celebrities date celebrities because they have a particular type of understanding of the industry and what's going on. It's hard to get, you know, and even not even about like the genuine, like the genuine yes ASAP man or not. And, and, uh, but Rihanna. not even that. Mm-hmm. It's just like a regular nine to five person may not understand. Well, why the hell have you been out shooting a video for 12 hours? They may not understand it. Why have you been in the studio for, like, they may not get the lifestyle. And so that's where it could be hard. If you were dating someone working a 9 to 5, they're going to work from 8 o'clock to 7 o'clock. You in New York, Paris, here and back, they're not finna wait for you. that. That's not, it's not, it's not realistic. Somebody's going to have to lose something. Either you're going to stop being a superstar or they're going to tag along with you and lose their Damn. regular every day. So. Thanks. 
I mean, that's why that works to me. And, of course, all type of other, I think, like. So you saying that the more successful you are, the less time you probably going to have in the in the personal world, you know, like in the. In a uh, relationship world. Depending on you your know, status. Family world. Depending yeah. on your status, because when you mention people like Kim Kardashian, mm-hmm. their world revolves around who they pussy popping on. Yeah. I don't I, like them. Yeah, I really don't care much for uh, everybody can twerk nowadays. I mean. No, you twerk it. I'm not talking about twerking. But like, mm-hmm. there's, what I'm saying is there's some celebrities who their status relies on who they're sleeping with. And there's actual celebrities who or who they're in a relationship with. There's actual, like, real celebrities who their status relies on their talent or what they're putting out or what they're creating. They're, you know, like, it's not just, you know, oh, I guess you would call it a socialite. And, you know, I would say that's not really celebrities. It's just like, you know, like, I would say it's like D-list to me. But they mm-hmm. do have ones, like Kim Kardashian is obviously A-list. Mm-hmm. But by her lack of talent, she will be D-list compared to someone like Beyonce. I think, she's, or, I think somebody like her just famous because of her uh, family. You know what I'm saying? She's famous because she got her ass up on that tape and busted open and oh, sold yeah, it to yeah. the porn that's, people. That's that, yeah, that's that too. Her and Chris you know? sold it to the porn people and got their money off of it. That's why she's famous. Because Kim, before, she was cool Was it before that, before that happened, didn't she have a show before that, or was it after she the She never had a show. She it was, was cool. I think she was featured on a few shows, because I think, um, I don't know, like, I know she was cool with Paris Hilton. I mean, she used to do, like, closets and stuff, like, oh, I think, yeah. like, shit like that. Like, she, no, get me wrong, she's a hustler, for sure. But Talking about all these celebrities, man. But uh, let me get back to, <laughs> let me get back to what's really going on. So, what does, what does mental health do for your life? Like, how important is it? For for, your, very for what you got going on. It's very important. And I think everybody should make it a forefront for them because a lot of times you have to, you know, and this is, we're talking about celebrities, like celebrity or not, a lot of times you got to look at, you got to sit, you like you got to take yourself aback, look at what you got going on in every avenue, home life, work life, social life, whatever life. You got to take yourself back and say, what am I doing? It, why am I not getting the results that I want? What can I do to help me to get these results that I want? Why am I, or even, why am I feeling like this? Why, why I ain't want to get out of the bed for the last two days? Why can't I think straight? Why am I so, abs- you got to take yourself back and you got to look at what's going on with you. Because just like with children, they say things start at home. When you get to being by yourself and you're the adult, mm-hmm. okay, it starts with you. You have to, but if you want people to treat you a particular type of way, you want people to give you a particular type of energy, you got to put that out. You got to put that out first because then they know how to come towards you. If you want to get good things out, you got to put, you know, good, get good things come back to you. You got to get mm-hmm. good things coming out. Okay. That's what I think. I think you got to keep your mental health, like, straight. And that's not saying, like, rainbows and sunshine. That is not what mental health means. Not at all. A lot of people get confused with thinking that, oh, she, you know, she just rainbow. No, that's not what it is. It's making sure that you you monitor yourself. Mm-hmm. You monitor yourself. You set boundaries, healthy boundaries with relationships with work life if you at work and they're not paying you to do a particular type of work at home leave that damn book at home because you're not getting paid for that now you bring your work life into home life now you can't do what you need to do at home because you worry about doing your work at home now that's, that's not to say that there's not exceptions yeah. but you have to create healthy boundaries right 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 because it's like too much of anything somebody keep on calling yeah. you asking you to help them do this help them do that help them do that and they ain't helping you do nothing oh hold on back it up no, I can't help you today. No, I'm not doing shit, but I'm not coming help you neither. So you have to set boundaries for yourself because. But, you, you, but I feel like what you're saying is you ha- you can't be afraid to say no. Hell no, you can't. I had to struggle with that too. I used to be telling people yes, yes, yes. Shit, I was tired. Mm-hmm. I said no. This you can't ain't gonna feel work. bad. Don't ever and feel bad. You know, no. once you say no, you're gonna yeah. be the villain. It don't matter how many times you didn't say yes. They're as long gonna say, as it's coming from a real. A if, real place. Right. And as know. long as you ain't look, no, I can't do it. And if the people get mad about it, oh, well. Because you, if you know that you didn't work the 12-hour shift, you didn't got off of work, came home, cooked, whatever. What you whatever. said earlier, didn't you say, uh, like, a person ain't responsible for their feelings or, or something like that? You said that no. it's not their responsibility to, to uh, we was in the clothing store when you, saw, when you told me that. Something along the lines of you're not responsible for how a person feels when you tell them. Your honest opinion about something. Oh no, I'm not responsible for that. You know but what I'm I do also. I'm aware of myself. I know I'm a strong talker. I know compared to other people, 
they may not be as mentally strong as me or they may not have the the you know the verbal tools that I have you know so in that sense I do have to be aware of how I'm telling things to people if I just say no bitch I'm not doing nothing for you no more get on yeah. like you know that's wrong you know yeah. what I'm saying uh, unless we're planning that way like if it's in jest and it's you know both parties understand it's in jest but mm-hmm. for me to just communicate that to someone in that way is wrong and so I I remember in the past I, I'm I'm pretty blunt like I can't help that sometimes mm-hmm. but you do that's why I say you have to monitor yourself you have to realize what kind of person you are and you got to understand your own ways if you know that you can have an attitude sometimes when you come off of saying things and you're not and that's not what you're trying to give then you know take yourself back and figure out what you're going to say first but even if you do mess up that's okay because you're human just go back and tell the person all right that's not what i meant but look i can't do it because and that's just it like you know, and but, but you're still not responsible. But that's the difference. The difference is you holding yourself accountable for your actions and all this, all the stuff that but comes out your mouth. But you have to be self aware of yourself first to even get there, because, mm-hmm. and then you got to understand some people just not for you. I'm a strong talker. I'm very passionate when I speak. A lot of people may think that I'm angry. You both are. People may think yeah. that I'm angry when I'm when I'm talking. I'm not angry. Yeah. Like I'm not angry. I'm just literally telling you how I feel so you can understand. So. If I know I'm dealing with a person who's sensitive mm-hmm. or can't take a particular type of verbal conversation, I may alter the way I speak. Just a bit. Not because I'm changing myself, but because if I'm caring about the person I'm speaking with or I'm caring about getting my message through to the person a particular type of way. I learned this myself in speech class, and everybody should have learned it. But, you know, if you you got to look at the audience. When you're speaking to somebody, you're speaking to an audience. And whatever you're trying to give to that audience, you got to take into account who the audience is. Right. So even if I'm speaking to you and I feel like I'm being rude or something, mm-hmm. I have to take into account, okay, well, this person may be sensitive, so maybe I shouldn't speak that way. Mm-hmm. Let me try to give it to them like this so I can make sure they get the maximum amount of information I'm trying to give. So that's why I say you got to be self-aware. Okay. If you know you're a meek person that don't talk, but you want somebody to hear you, when it's something serious, you're going to have to speak up. So you gotta, it's it's different things. Well, I um I talk passionately. You already know that, but at the same time, I I understand the person that's that's uh, timid. I I do. That's just me. I, I right. understand the person or the or the, the girl, but all the way in the back that that don't want to raise her hand. It's not the first person, you know, so quick to raise her hand or whatever. Right. But I don't I don't think that there's something wrong with with a person like that. No, I just think that we all built different, right? And you have to respect. That right. person, like you have I to respect that I even got like a golden person. example. Yeah, I, I referenced my speech class. In that same speech class, the damn professor, they had a girl. The girl was in the class. She was um a Hispanic or whatever. She barely really talked in class. She'll just you know you know smile to us like mm-hmm. real passive, very passive girl, sweet mm-hmm. whatever you know, you know the the person in the class like that. Well. The teacher, the professor, she was asking her questions, like, um, you know, but it wasn't like it was a part of a group assignment. It was just like casual talk. So towards the end of the class. So she started asking the girl question, question. But the girl was so nervous, which is she had already informed the teacher that she had like kind of like a social anxiety. And she made the girl so nervous to the point that the girl started crying. So Mm. I started before she even got to the crying point, I could see like she was getting like, you know, fidgety about it or whatever so she kept badging her well answer answer you know and I said well look I, I know the answer mm-hmm. I can answer the answer because I've never been shy to you know I'll answer that's why all my teachers are, I'll answer you know boom boom like you know I okay I'll answer I help but when you understanding people around you like a timid person okay I see she's about to break or whatever mm-hmm. okay let me try to help this girl to get out of this situation so, so and maybe I feel you like, were saving maybe you were kind of saving well yeah from... she still made the girl cry but mm-hmm. then I told I told the professor about herself she thought she was gonna get, that's another story she thought she was gonna try to fail me after I told her about herself but she couldn't because my work was undeniable I don't think no te- no teacher uh, but that was just I don't so wrong ma- right right I don't want to put no teacher under the bus but any teacher that tries to intimidate a student in a learning environment this and it was for no know. reason it shouldn't it, you know that's a touchy no. subject because you can't you know what i'm saying it's the, just like the with the classroom whole, is supposed to be a healthy environment for someone to learn if you would like for a student to speak up you pull them out to the side after class and say well hey i know you know the material how about next time try to you know that's how well, it's called it. class participation right yes and sometimes in certain classes you have to participate that's to get a true. grade 
and and in some ways that you have to participate is you have to talk. Right. And when I gave my first speech, uh, at least that I can remember in college, when I gave one of my speeches in cla- excuse classes, excuse me, in my border uh, border and crime class, mm-hmm. you know, I was nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, now yeah, I talk passionately, but I'm I'm right. more of a complicated type of dude. Right, right, Sometimes right. I don't want to be in a limelight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't want to be in front of the camera, but right. I do it because the message is important. Like right. I got to get it out there. But so, yo, this I literally had nothing to do with speech whatsoever. It was like at the end of the class, we'll have casual convo, and she just wanted to put it on the spot. That lady was kind of like a B word. Oh, wow. So it, it was like, I could see you feeling like, because like, okay, this speech class, you have to speak, but it had nothing to do with work. Like, she just wanted to put it on the spot and be rude to her. You think classes are ever going to be normal again? Ever no, since no. COVID no. started? No, because me, myself, personally, I, I never thought I would be in online classes, because I'm very much a peer learner. I I absorb a lot in the classroom. I like to get that interaction with the teacher. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy online classes. And so I know I'm not alone in the newfound people that's like, oh, look at this. I can be, you know, this, this makes my life easier. I don't have to run to class at 12 o'clock and try to rush back to whatever else I got to do. I can just do my class right here, do my work but right what here. About the, what about the distractions? Are you distracted in any kind of way? No, to online? be honest. But I feel like it's the same way. Like, you have to focus yourself to know, I got to do this work by this time to get ain't, it done. Ain't no kid going. Unless we talk about college. I don't I don't see no kids. Co- no, kids Kids do like Being that. Like, but they oh, be yeah. cheating. You know them kids be cheating. But the kids do like that. But it's dangerous for kids to get into that type of learning environment in a permanent situation. It's killing them because, on the social level, though. Yes, because they already these kids already are bad with social interaction in the first place. They don't go outside. They don't play. And, you know, I would... Be thinking, why do, when I was younger, why is these old people saying this? But even from my generation, I'm born in 97. Mm-hmm. That's not even holding true. Like, these kids are on a whole nother level. Like, for me. You didn't see we, your first phone, so like what? Yeah, but exactly. But we, I, I got my first phone in like third grade. I had a Nokia where you could still play <laughs> Snake and shit on there. Uh, but yeah. at the same time, I'm from a generation where it's both. I know having the first smartphones and and everything like that and, you know, being of a MySpace era and, and like, you know, a social media boom era. But I'm also of a part of a generation that had to go play outside, had to watch Saturday morning cartoons, had to, you know, try to get on the computer and the computer can't work because somebody on the phone. I understand. Mm -hmm. These kids ain't never had to go through no type of struggle. They come out the gate getting an iPhone. (laughs) I can't even talk about the parents because my son got an iPhone. But... Don't you see the pattern? Don't you see the pattern? Our parents were saying the same thing that you're saying right now. But this is to a different it's the level. Same. But this is to a yeah. different level, though. Because still, this generation still has the tools to have social skills and, you know, of certain things. These kids have so much thing. We didn't get the opportunity. We didn't have everything. Them phones, them minutes wasn't free to a nine. So you think you finna be on the phone all night? You think you finna be scrolling on something all night? The problem You're not is it's be doing that. You know, it's just like... Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Anything else, you know? Nobody was on their phone scrolling, looking at something. Using the phones for texting and talking, what a phone is intended to do. So you're not... You know, there's, there's still separation in devices at that point. And you can spend your whole day... On right. social media, you can be like, "Oh, let me go. And let me, that's let me see what's going on on Facebook. Let me see what. Oh, okay, let me see what's going on on Instagram. All right, right. two hours passed by. Oh, but they right, don't know the difference. They don't know the difference. They've yeah. only had the leisure, the leisure of having everything at a fingertip. We didn't have that when we had phones, so it's a complete difference. And they have a complete different kind of disconnect. We had, we knew how to interact. And we also knew how to be social on the internet. So we have both tools. A lot of them only just have social media interaction tool. And that's not okay because then they get to being by themselves. Or but with this, their peers. it's replacing just, uh, yeah, I was going to basically say what you was going to say. It's like, it's replacing that, that technology is replacing how we interact with each other, like right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, we got the cameras on us. But that's part of the game. But mm-hmm. but it's it's so important that we had this FaceTime mm-hmm. right now. Cause you get to hear how I say it and what I look like when right. I say it. That matters. A lot of things that can matters. be messed up in interpretation whenever you don't have that. But even yeah. beyond that, kids don't know how to speak speak when you face to face anymore. They don't they don't even understand social cues so how, anymore. But if how a do you think it's uneasy mm-hmm. or they're doing this or it may be certain gestures that 
you know from being having human interaction, you look a little uncomfortable. Are you okay? You know, they don't know that. I'm not saying all of them are ignorant to it. They're, they're some smart, sharp. They're sharp in their own ways. But it is different. That's why even with my own children, I limit screen time. Because I don't want them to be one of those children that that's all they rely on. That's very important. You know, I do limit screen time. I do only let I only let my son have his tablet during the weekends. I don't let him have that tablet all during the week because he got to go to school. His mind needs to be focused on going to school. I let him. I might if I do let him have it during the week. I mean, when I tell might you, have a little bit. I think that's good. I think you're supposed to regulate your kids in that way, especially a when lot they of people that don't. Age. They just yeah. throw the phone. He go to and phone. I don't got no kids, but I'm just but saying. Yeah. Even when they're older, you still need to monitor. Because they could do anything on their phone. They could be talking to a 74-year-old man acting like they're 12. So, yeah, you need to monitor their phone. You need to see what's going on in their phone. I'm not saying just, you know, take away all their privacy. it's all about the algorithms, ain't it? Yeah. You, you, you searching all these different things. Well, I know and, with iPhones, mm-hmm. like our little cousin, um, our little cousin Amisha, she, um, Uncle Shaw, he takes her, uh, well, he, what he does with her phone and his other daughter's phone is... And a lot of parents do this, especially, like, with the older ones. If they want to buy something from iTunes, it has to go notified to the parent. And it's like that on my, oh, yeah. son, on my son's tablet, too. It's, like, parental controls. So if they want to buy something <coughs> or if they go into a particular type of website that you have already restricted, mm-hmm. you'll be notified. If they, You know, it's certain things. So it is limits. But some parents don't even put the limits on that. They just give them the phones and let them just go free. That, that's too dangerous. But it's dangerous because, first of all, have you yeah. seen these little girls? Have you seen... These little girls are looking grown as hell. Have you seen it? Yeah, man. They wearing eyelashes. Like, uh. they. that's why I say the era for them is different because they get to see all the fashion trends and they get to emulate them on the internet. Their parents might not even know. And even their parents might know and they just let them do it. I don't know. Like, they have long eyelashes. They wearing face full of makeups in and, like, day in, day out. They wearing half hooch mom clothes. And they don't have... They don't even have no remorse. Like, these new kids don't give a fuck. They thought we didn't give a fuck. No, these new kids really don't give a fuck. When I want to wear something hoochie when I was a kid, if I thought I'd call myself being sneaky, I'll wait till I got out of the fucking house to try to switch the outfit. They'll walk out the front door with the shit on and don't give a fuck. Man. These new kids, that's a number of soldiers for real. I'm going to be honest with you. To me, it's I find it more attractive to just look regular. You know what I'm saying? I can still see your curves. I can still see your shape as a woman. You don't got to take, you don't got to look, you know what I'm saying? You don't got to be in a well, skimpy dress. That's lessons that's not to, being taught. And that's mm-hmm, why the they are how they are. Because I've always had, um, you know, a, a particular type of body type. So I've always had big legs. Stuff. So mm-hmm. I would be told if you're wearing a skirt, obviously wear the proper garments. Mm-hmm. If you wear particular outfits, wear the proper, you know, whatever. And if they're not teaching that to the kids, these little girls, they walk around looking like they're 25 and they're 16. It's horrible. Yeah, it and, really and is because that's how you get taken advantage of and that's how you cause right. trouble. You well, don't, no, you don't... that's not how you get taken advantage of. That's mm-hmm. not their fault that someone is a pervert and they decide to oh, look at nah. that. But, mm-hmm. but it, it does cause, it's not even about that. It's about teaching oh, little nah, girls. Oh, no, it's about that. It's, it's about no, that, yeah. It is to a certain extent, but it's about teaching, beyond that, it's about teaching little girls how to be young ladies in society. Right. You don't want to go around looking a particular type of way. Not that you can't be empowered if you want to wear something, you know, or whatever, but you it's sir it's a time and an age for it's that. It's a difference. It's a difference between dressing up like a lady and then dressing up like you're for sale. That's true. It's a difference. But also now I'm not I'm not justifying, let's be clear, I'm not justifying no pervert Nobody condones that. No, that's trash. No, but but I see your point though. But I'm just saying, no, there's a difference between dressing like that and then dressing. No. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. a point. But that doesn't constitute whatever type of sickos have whatever they got going on. That doesn't constitute that. But it is your job as a parent to be aware that hey, we're not just on this earth with just you know regular mind people. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you're protecting your children in the best way they can protect it. And not even that, but beyond that, it's about giving your child, your young lady, even even the young men. You're going to teach your son to walk around with his pants hanging off his ass, or you're going to teach your son to pull his pants up right. so that he can, right. you know, he can have himself together. And when it's time for him to go into professional settings and nobody else outside of your home has to tell them that, nobody else outside of your home has to tell your daughter, okay, well, hey, this is the professional setting, or, you know, we're here to do this and you're dressed like this. That's why you have to teach your – it's a time and a place to do particular things. And at the time and the age that they are at, these young ladies and these young men, 
it's not appropriate the the clothing that they're wearing even the way they're carrying themselves they're wearing clothes like it's a britney spears uh video like no nah, that's not man. okay i i understand it, it um so i don't see I say, it getting better this generation is very better. different because they have access to a lot of yeah. things like even they can order shit off amazon Mm-hmm. We was not ordering shit off Amazon, which mm-hmm. it's a good thing and a bad thing. But then it's only all these things are good, but it's only good for them making, if you're being monitored. Is the parent monitoring what's going on? Everything is more convenient and 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 it's cool, but at the same time, you know, what does that do for younger people? You know, it just makes them I ain't gonna you know, some know. people are ungrateful, you know, I might as well say that, but but yeah, I mean, I guess so. You let said me it. ask you this. I'm gonna uh, wrap it up with this. Um, in this day and age, in your life right now, would you say that you've taken more wins or more losses in your life? I'm gonna say, say, I'm gonna say more wins because, to be honest, of course, I've had bad seasons, I've had good seasons, but them seasons that was bad, it helped me for when it was time for it to, you know, for me to get get my win. I knew what to do. I knew it not to mess up. I already didn't messed up, so okay, let me do this like that. So the loss really helped me to win, if that makes okay. sense. Because yeah, I makes I sense. know better. When you know, you know better, I you do better. Said the same thing. I ain't so gonna lie. I mean, in a different different way. I'm not. I don't really got too many L's because I, I learned from it. It's cliche as fuck, but it ain't, man. I, I feel because, the same way. I mean, you gotta take you, a loss after to, you to bump really your head to get the win, and you realize, okay, I messed up. Okay, yeah. boom. When the opportunity come back around, okay. Now I know what to do. Already, man. Look, now nah, we uh we chopped it up. I hope we uh got to touch on some topics that was needed. Um, we definitely gonna continue to do it again. I want you back. Um, man, look, this is posted reality. This was Nari, y'all, and uh, y'all tell me what y'all think in the comments section, man. Uh, bring on any guests. Bring on anybody who who actually have a real compelling story to talk about. We're here to talk about life. We're here to talk about what's, what's really going on in people's minds and, and in their day-to-days. You know what I'm saying? Life ain't easy, so this is why we talk about it. This is why it's called Posted Reality. All right, y'all. We out.